Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. Well, we thank you for listening today to Exploring Missions. And, uh, you know, when uh, God uses uh, his people, his church uh, on mission for him, um, there's going to be a faithfulness of those people to to share the gospel to give a verbal proclamation of the gospel, um, what uh, missionaries or evangelists might might call mouth-to-ear uh, evangelism, where uh, you're speaking and someone's listening and they have the opportunity to respond to that good news of Jesus. And wouldn't it be great if there were uh, ministries and materials and resources uh, maybe some training available to a church, to a local body that could um, could teach us and could equip us how to more effectively do that. Um, and you know what? We, we do have that, and God has blessed His body with, with those resources. One of the uh, ministries that helps in that is a, is a group called Nathaniel Project. And uh, we have with us today a special guest, Dan Allen, and the ministry is Joy in Jesus Ministries, uh, but, but Mr. Dan uh, has a part of that called Nathaniel Project, and I, I want Dan just to tell us a little bit about it. Uh, but first, Dan, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks, uh, Nathan. It's really good to be with you today. And uh, yeah, I was, I've been a minister and a pastor uh, for 25 years. Uh, God led us into parachurch ministries, and right now we actually oversee two ministries. One is called 800 Follow Me, which is an evangelism ministry. Technically, the Nathaniel Project fits under that, right. but Joy in Jesus Ministries is is more of a mentoring type of ministry uh, with pastors uh, here in the United States as well as over in South Asia. So, And the Nathaniel Project uh, is something that goes... Not just here in the United States, um, we have a bunch of churches over in, in South Asia that are doing it, um, several countries over there, and in Ghana, uh, we have a Bible Institute that's studying the concepts of this, and um, Nathan, it comes from John chapter 1, Okay, Philip meets Jesus, and he's so impressed, um, and, and who wouldn't be? Um, yes. And he has to go to his friend and bring his friend to Jesus. And his friend's name is Nathaniel. That's right. And so that's where we kind of got the, the start on this. Now, there are other, there's at least one other Christian ministry called the Nathaniel Project. And okay. uh, they're based out of California. I think they're more of a discipleship thing overseas. But the focus here is really for the church and for people in the church. Um, let's start off with the sad statistics here. Okay. 50% of the congregation isn't praying for anyone to come to know Christ. Hmm. This is staggering. Yes. You know, that half the congregation um, hasn't seen the light to start praying for their friends, their relatives, their associate, their co-workers, 
Nathaniels is what we call them. Um, 80, over 80% will never lead someone to Christ. And over 93% uh, will never have the opportunity of praying with somebody. 80% will not share the gospel. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Right. And 93% uh, will never have the wonderful opportunity of seeing someone come to know Christ as their Savior. Now, we've been given a task, you know, and, and the task is that we're supposed to make disciples and we're to take the gospel everywhere, you yes. know, and... and if that were not the case, if the case were that we were just to, to worship God, which is what we need to do, um, and and all of that, then when the pastor baptized you, he should have just held you under the water a little bit longer, <laughs> and you'd go right to heaven. Yeah, there you, know? you go. But he left us here with a purpose. And all the all the other things that we do, Nathan, within the church, the the preaching. When we get to heaven, there's going to be some great preaching. Boy, I can't wait to hear some of these guys <laughs> preach. You know, Wesley and Calvin and, you know, yes. uh, Spurgeon, you know, all of these guys. I can't wait to hear that. There'll be some great preaching. Um, praising God nonstop around the throne is going to be there. Fellowship, um, just lost a good friend the other day, a brain tumor, and, uh, uh, he's with Jesus, yes. you know, and, and I'll get to spend eternity with them. I have a son up there as well. And, and, you know, so we'll be able to do that. But there's one thing, there is one thing that we cannot do in heaven, and that is evangelize. Mm. That's what we were supposed to do here. That's right. So when, when I came to 800 Follow Me um, with this idea of evangelism, um, we kind of, and, and that is a website in and of itself, 800followme.com, okay. uh, where we have different people who share um, how you can know Christ, like John A. Erickson Tata shares on there a video, and, and others. I have several on there. Um, but when we, when we came to that, um, the, the goal was, at least from my perspective as a pastor, to develop a program that would include everybody in the church. Yes. And and so there was a couple things that kind of came together for this. Um, one was evangelism explosion. Right. Uh, D. James Kennedy loved the program, worked great in my church, uh, especially when we first started it. Um, we had, um, it, it was a little hard to get the people in because, you know, there was so much work involved yes. with it. The on-the-job on training, OJT was called, and and then the, the visitation, and I know how nervous I was when I first <laughs> went out doing that. Um, and I was talking to a lady just the other day here, and she mentioned EE and how nervous she is with it. And uh, so that was that was a challenge because you're, you're doing what, what I call cold turkey yes. evangelism. But the concept was there, right. all right? And, and then the, the second idea was... Um, the, uh, the, the thing that, uh, a guy by the name of David Maines, who used to have what was called Chapel of the Air, who used to be on radio stations all across the country, he put together these spiritual adventures. And I think he started out with the idea, Lent, you got 40 days, let's do an adventure for 40 days. Well, it expanded into a bunch of things. And so, and then along with that came Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life uh, adventure, right. which my church did to great success. Um, our evening services was a smaller church. We had about 120, 140 people that came Sunday nights. Right. 
Um, we went to small groups and we had over 300 in the small groups. Wow. I mean, it was just amazing. And so you added that to this. And then one last thing was we used to do a friend day. And this was developed by, um, by Elmer Towns and Larry Gilbertson. Uh, Elmer Towns, the, uh, the co-founder of Liberty University uh, and a good friend of mine. And um, he developed this day that uh, you would invite your friends. And if you followed the notebook the way you're supposed to, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, have, I have proof on this because sometimes we did and sometimes we didn't. Okay. But if you followed this thing properly, you would have a lot of people that were there. And the last time I spoke with him about this was just a couple of years ago. He, he mentioned that they found that the next Sunday – you even had more people there. Okay. You know, and so we took those three things together and, and I said, what could we do to teach evangelism to the people? So I wrote a book and in the book, there's, uh, there's eight chapters uh, because I wanted the two months um, and each chapter comes from uh, the book of Acts talking about prayer, about witnessing evangelism, uh, power of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, in the lives of the people. And, and, and the first chapter is from John chapter 1. That's the story of Philip and Nathaniel and Jesus. And so the entire church uh, during this two-month period is concentrating on the Nathaniel project, all right? And week one or week two at the latest— a person identifies who that Nathaniel is. Now, um, you have, uh, I, I have some evangelist friends, and I know one in particular that says, write down 10 names, you know, and, and you're going to be praying for them. Wonderful idea. All right. But, but this is, no, one person. And, and not somebody, in fact, I had, I was preaching at a church in Florida, and uh, there was snowbirds down there. And right. some of them used people from back home that they had been witnessing to for years. And, and I should have told the pastor, no, no, <laughs> this is somebody that they're going to be focusing in right now and that the Lord's going to lay upon their heart because he has his chosen people there. He's just waiting right. for us to go to them. So the, um, the idea is that everybody picks their Nathaniel when the program starts and they start praying for them. Yes. Now, I've just taken that 50% yes. and I moved it to 100%. Well, Nathan, you know it's right. not going to be a hundred percent, but closer. Well, exactly. And and I do want to ask here because mentioning how few Christians are praying for any anyone that's lost to come to know Jesus. What is the main reason or reasons why that is? Is it maybe they don't know or they don't take the time to get to know someone who is lost? Is is it something like that? What would well, you say? Well, yeah, not only that, but we're so busy. And, and everything's about me. You know, I mean, right. I've got my own life. And, and so, and we're not, we don't have, we're not thinking through this concept, you know, and, and that's why this program, I think, becomes um, so valuable for a church because now everybody is thinking of it. Okay. And in the small groups, Nathan, what we would do if we were in a small group and I was your prayer partner and you were mine, I'm going to pray for your Nathaniel okay. and for you, and yes. you're praying for me and my Nathaniel. So now the rubber's hitting the road yeah. here. I better you know, have somebody that you, you can pray for. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> and we have found that some of the churches that, that don't do the small groups, uh, they don't have as much success. I see. You know, so, so we have the entire church involved here. And we started out, we, um, I have a couple daughter-in-laws who, who wrote the children's material. They're both teachers. 
Uh, one's a professor at a college, and and they wrote the material for children. Okay. Do you know children have Nathaniel's oh, too? Yeah. One of our test churches, four children came to know Christ. Uh, they brought their little friends to the Sunday school teacher, and the Sunday school teacher shared Christ, and they came to know Christ. Amen. Kids. Yeah. Um, and then I have... It's kind of a family affair, but I have a nephew who is a youth pastor, and and he wrote material for the young people. Okay, so and he went above and beyond what I asked him. Not only material for um, a, a youth group meeting where everybody's together, but he did small groups for the youth group as well. Okay. So they've got their Sunday concentration on it, and then or whatever day their youth group meets, and then they're meeting in smaller groups as well. Um, where where they are concentrating on this Nathaniel thing and thinking about their Nathaniels as well. Um, and then we have adult Bible study. Uh, we've got the small groups um, where I've done a video. Um, it's called Dan Allen on Location, sort of. Uh, <laughs> in fact, the for the story of um, the, the story of Nathan and um, and and Philip or Nathaniel and Philip, the. Um, <clears throat> Nathaniel is the one who said, um, can anything good come from Nazareth? Yes. So, so I told my camera guy, he said, we're going to Nazareth. He said, Israel? <laughs> I said, no, Pennsylvania. There's a Nazareth, Pennsylvania. <laughs> right, yes. And, the, um, and what is famous there are several things. One, uh, you got the Whitfield house. George Whitfield started a house okay. for orphans. That's still there, the building is. Um, beautiful for what I'm told on the inside. And then you have Mario Andretti and the racing, his racing thing. They're from Nazareth. Okay. And you can see their big homes and stuff like that. <laughs> and and finally, Martin Guitar is there. Really? I don't okay. know if you know anything about guitars. Yes. I know nothing. But uh, I, I have a cousin who just retired. Here was his job, Nathan. His job was at the end of the line playing the guitars to make sure they sounded right. That's all he okay. did all day long. He had to long. make sure it sounded like a Martin. Exactly. Okay. And, and I said to him, how can you retire from this? You know, what, <laughs> what a great job. So, That's right. So I'm sitting on, on a bench uh, in the center of town of Nazareth. This is the old um, New England-style towns in the sense that there's a square in the center. Right. And I'm sitting at a little park on a bench, and he's got his guitar. And so I'm telling the story. Uh, you know, of Philip and Nathaniel and Christ, and he goes out playing a song and did a great job. <laughs> so I've, and, I've been to uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I've never been to Nazareth, but now I, I want to travel there. But uh, we're talking today uh, with Dan Allen of Joy in Jesus Ministries, and he's describing in really incredible detail about the Nathaniel Project. And so the Nathaniel Project is a holistic, uh, and by that I mean the whole church is involved right. in learning how to begin with prayer and, and finding a person that we're praying for to come to know Jesus. Um, can you take us through a little bit of, you know, what that training, how long did you say the training was? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's um, Nathan, it's a two-month program. Right. So there's eight weeks of, of teaching. And not only are the kids and the teenagers um, and adult Sunday school and the small groups are doing it, uh, but even within the small group booklet, we have family devotions for them to do. We've got some um, homeschooling assignments for pe the kids to do. Okay. You know, so we're yeah. really trying to get everybody involved. Yes. You know, and it's not extensive for those two last items, but there's something there for them, as well as icebreakers for you with your Nathaniel. And the goal is that you're not only going to pray for them, identifying them first, praying for them, uh, but then also sharing Christ with them. 
And so the pastor's preaching about these themes uh, during the course of the of the weeks. The themes that come from from my books, um, from my books, exhaling the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, from that, then you have the entire church working on this thing together. So small groups, kids, adults, uh, pastors preaching on it. Everybody is focused on it. This is a spiritual adventure for. 40 days or uh, how, many, how many long? I guess two months. So that would be more than 40. <laughs> Closer would to 60 be? maybe. Yeah, I think 60. And, and then you have the, you know one more week added to it. And okay. that is the week uh, that people would invite their, their family and friends to come. Okay. They're Nathaniels. And a Nathaniel is anybody in your life that doesn't know Christ. All right. And God has placed them in your life for a purpose. Um, so that you will share Christ with them. Amen. And they may or may not come to accept him. That's up to God. In fact, uh, I told you about the church in Florida that I was preaching right, at, yes. and, and I was the guy that was going to do the last service for him. And, and there were a number of Nathaniels there. We were excited about it. And only two accepted the Lord. And, and I was depressed and discouraged mm-hmm. about that because I thought, how can that be? And one of my prayer partners, who's just a dear saint of God, and she's uh, she is a soul winner from point zero. I mean, she's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, she said, "Dan, she said, you do know that salvation is of God, and He's the one that's <laughs> going to determine when somebody gets saved, not you." Amen. And I said, "Yeah, touche. You know, <laughs> you're right." So, but that's 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 important to know and to take take to heart because it really takes the pressure off of us to quote-unquote, win someone to the Lord or to, you know, to draw the net, if you will, whatever terms we want to use. Um, he's the God of salvation. We're just the, the spokesmen. We're the, the instruments. We're the, the witnesses. Um, and I know one thing uh, you've not mentioned today yet, but uh, maybe one of your books uh, has to do with uh, the, a natural way of sharing, sharing the gospel. How, how would you, what would you describe that as? What, what is it? What is a natural way we can share the gospel? Well, it's it's just being in the way for God to use you, you know. Okay. And in uh, one of the chapters, we talk about the the different techniques, um, and it, it starts off looking at Paul, uh, who goes onto Mars Hill to to talk about uh, about Christ, and and he said, "Well, I noticed around Athens here that there were a lot of idols, and and there's one to the unknown god, and that's the one I want to tell you about." And and he's talking to philosophers. He's right, talking, yes. you know. Well, he could do that, and and Christ could do it when Christ was by the sea. He's talking about fishing, you know. It was an Argarian society, and so he's talking about farming. He's talking about sheep and stuff like that. And and there are some people that are really good with that. Mm. Um, and pastors tend to be. Forced into that, yes. uh, you know, I, I can walk into a hospital room and and if you're laying in the bed and you're dying, which I did with one man, I said, "Have you made your peace with God?" And he said he had, and and I was so thankful to hear that because yes. I didn't know him uh, <laughs> at the time. We were kind of filling in, and and then he went to be with Jesus soon thereafter. Um, that that's good for me and you. That may not be good for everybody, right. you know. So I I took something. Um, from um, from a book called Contagious Christianity uh, by Bill Hybels and another guy, I can't think of what his name is. Mark but Middleburg, I think. There it is, yeah. okay. 
And, um, and they talked about the different styles. And so I kind of repackaged that and re-explained it to, to people that have some people just can't do that. But some people can invite their Nathaniels to come to their house for dinner okay. and invite the pastor to come or invite somebody else who has that ability to be able to do it. Uh, the, um, the example that I use is a guy by the name of Art DeMoss, uh, who was a wealthy, wealthy man, um, owned an insurance company in the Philadelphia area. And he would invite up to 200 or 300 people to his house. This is how big the house was. Okay. Nathan. In fact, I was, I was moving somebody out when I was, uh, between my first church and second church. And, and they worked in a, in an outhouse, not an outhouse, but a house outside okay. of his house. Right. And we had to go to the basement of his house to get some stuff there. It was like Walmart. I mean, there was stuff all over the place. It was unbelievable. But he would invite these two, 300 people there, and then he would invite Billy Graham to come, or he would invite a sports figure to come or somebody like right. that. And uh, and then they would present the gospel. And every time, he would have a card for them to fill out. And he was inviting business executives. He was inviting those types of people that the church has a hard time reaching. Yes. And, and was seeing them come to know Christ. Well, we can't do it on that scale, although there may be some can. But no, we can invite our Nathaniel to come. Yes. And we can invite somebody like, I just mentioned this gal who's a soul winner, her first name goes by Nell. We can invite Nell to come. And Nell has no problem with sharing the gospel with anybody. So, you know, there, there are other ways and other techniques to do it. We do not do it uh, because of fear. Mm. Uh, that is the number one reason we do not do it. And, um, and that holds us back. And, and because of that, we've got people that are, from the human standpoint, are dying and going to hell because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, so. But your, your, the program, the, the uh, training of the Nathaniel Project, it, it probably helps. Now, there's no way to eliminate all of the fear. I mean, that's, that's, that's God's business, ultimately. Um, but we can knock it down a, a, a few notches by just simply being together as a church, doing the same thing, having the same mission and, and, and going through the same training and having a, a prayer partner. And um, I mean, the reason Jesus, one of the reasons maybe Jesus would send out the apostles two at a time was one to encourage the other one, you know, and, and when you when you feel like you're by yourself, the fear grows. But when you know you're not by yourself uh, and you've got an army uh, behind you, you know, that fear, uh, is squelched a, a good deal. And, 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 you know, um, I think that's where, uh, a, a beautiful part of this, it, uh, lies in that, in, in the, the whole church uh, on the same page, uh, doing the same thing. Uh, have you seen, uh, maybe, or heard some stories of churches that are, or have employed this and have they talked about that? How, how people have maybe been afraid to share the gospel at one point, after going through this, now there that fear is gone. Well, especially during the program itself, because everybody's thinking about it and praying about it, so it seems a little more natural and a little bit easier to do. But I don't know about you, but it's still hard for me to do. It you is. Know? I mean, yeah. you know, Paul told Timothy, "Do the work of an evangelist." You know, it was work. It, it's something he had to work at. It probably didn't come so natural to Timothy. And there's more of us Timothys than probably there are Pauls around. That uh, that it comes more. Uh, easily and and powerfully, but God can take weakness and and use it to a in a, in a strong way, um, and and so 
I am interested. We'll we'll turn a little bit, but first tell us how uh, a church or an individual that's interested in this can can learn more about it. Sure. Yeah. The the Nathaniel Project, and and it's pretty critical that you use the word the okay. uh, the dot com um, is uh, everything is there. Absolutely right. everything is there. And um, the there's uh, an introduction, uh, an interview with me on the the front end of the thing when you open it up. Uh, and then all the parts are visible to see, not visible to be able to use all of them because right. the church needs to buy into the program. Right. Now, I was a pastor, and I know what budgets are like. And so what we did was we made it smaller. I actually had like six different levels. And Albert Town said, way too many, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we reduced it to just a couple. And it, it's, in fact, smaller churches I give it for nothing. You know, I'm, right. well, I'm not in it to make money. In this. We're you. not making any money here. Um, in fact, I'm handing books away at this <laughs> convention. So, you know, so then when a church buys into it, they're, they're given a password that everybody in the church gets. Okay. Okay. And that then takes them to level two, which has just about everything on there. Level three is reserved for the pastors, the leadership of the church, which um, has sermon ideas okay. and and clip art and some yeah. media stuff and you know gotcha. that, that everybody else wouldn't want. But all of the uh, the books and stuff are, are all there. They're all digital. Now there's hard copy too. Um, we do not have the um, the youth stuff is not uh, on hard copy. That is only digital. But hey, it's youth, so it ought to be digital, right? That's right. Uh, the children's program that's uh, that's both and. And the uh, the small group stuff. So a small group without a church, a small group could do this too. Okay. Okay. Um, and and again, that would all be there available for them to be able to use it. Wonderful. So it's the website, and it's the NathanielProject.com. Okay. Nathaniel is with an A E L at the That's end. Correct. That's correct. Not to be confused with my name. That's I E L at the end. That's right. And so we want you to check that out. Uh, we're speaking with Dan Allen. Uh, and he's talking about the Nathaniel Project. He's with Joy in Jesus Ministries. Uh, Dan, we just have a couple minutes uh, remaining. Uh, maybe in that time, could you encourage a listener? I was speaking with a, a lady in my church just a couple of weeks ago, who, a precious older lady, who is she? She came to me and said, "I've, I've started when I see someone in line at the store or wherever God lays them on my heart. I'll just speak to them and tell them that." that God loves them. And, you know, and she had just a little bit of a, a, a phrase that she would say, and she said, I want to, I think I need to do more. What else can I, uh -huh. can I do? And, um, what, what can someone do, uh, just in a short time, maybe to overcome their fear, maybe to start praying for someone, what practical last little sure. bit would you give us that we can start sharing the gospel? Well, in, in the back of my book, I have listed the various type of outlines that people use. Evangelism Explosion, The Way of the Master, um, the, um, the, the Romans Road, and stuff like that. So if somebody wants to start using some of that, they can. Um, I, I heard one evangelist, uh, it's a great idea, where uh, he says that you underline the passages in the New Testament that you want to share. You write on the upside-down part the next verse you want to go to, so they can't see it, but you can see it. And you can turn them right to that passage in Romans chapter 10 or wherever you're going. Um, and again, tracks are still good. You know, they, they can work as well. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. All right. 
Well, we want you to check out the NathanielProject.com. Thank you, Dan, for being with us today. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. May God bless you as you step out of your comfort zone and share the good news of Jesus with your Nathaniel. Nathaniel.